Hi, it's your host, Miami Manda. We're back with Apparently It's Trending. I'm here with Julie, Julianne Noel, and we're going to talk about this week's trending topics. So, I love starting off with TikTok um, trending topics because I just feel like they're so peculiar. If you're not on TikTok, then you have no idea what's going on on there because it's always so absurd and has no real representation in normal media yes i agree you can always be surprised by what you're hearing is like (laughs) floating around tiktok and you're just if you're not an active tiktok user yeah so what was shocking on tiktok this week is that drug cartel content is going viral we're talking in the high millions of views and millions of likes and what i came across on my feed this week was a boat chase somewhere on the coast of a Central American or coastal Latin American country and some cartel was being chased by their local Coast Guard and it was just so funny and almost surreal watching the video. Yeah it seemed like it was out of a movie and poses the question how does this have repercussions on international relations, on Mm. borders, on, you know, these maritime sea laws. What's going on here? Why is this content just, you know, being released and kind of then taken back? Because from what I understood, some of this content was taken off after it had already gone viral. Yeah, so I think TikTok took the video down, but it is super interesting. Like, if I was in the cartel, I don't think I would be sharing my boat chase with millions of people um but i don't know like what legal repercussions would come across these people i'm sure everything's trackable on the internet anyway and so all of this um data is being stored in china which we know that tiktok has a lot of data security issues which i just have come to terms with and i try to put in the back of my mind But yeah, there's legal repercussions, or there probably are, when it comes to cartel, TikTok. So weird. Could this potentially be a way where this is then used against them and used to track them and find them outside of this? Where where did, you know, where it was, what account was it posted on? All of these things. So it kind of, it's kind of interesting that they would be putting this content out. Somebody from the inside is putting the content out. Well, we don't know how progressive these countries are, like whether they're as progressive as the United States. If it was in the United States, I think it would just be like the dumbest idea to post any kind of drug paraphernalia that would get you in jail. Like that would give you time. Like I don't, I've never seen anything states related when it comes to drugs on the internet, on TikTok. But, um... When it comes to South America, Latin America, who knows if they would, if they even do that kind of thing. Like, what's their version of FBI? I have no idea. And we don't even know what country it's from. But they were speaking Spanish and it was 100% the cartel. And it was so scary. One boat was chasing the other. They were yelling at the driver, like, turn, turn, turn. And I felt like for a moment that I was like, transported to just like another world really i've never really been into like gangster or drug shows or movies but 
It was just so funny. And the boat chasing them looked like it was coming into their boat because it was massive compared yeah. to the little boat that that the drug cartel. Yeah, they were on a boat probably less than thirty feet, and then the boat chasing them, which is allegedly the the Coast Guard, that's what people were speculating, was probably twice, three times the size, so maybe 60 feet, um, 90 feet. It was just a huge black boat chasing this little white um, tiny boat. Crazy. And it was really just surreal to watch, but I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird because there's so many younger kids on TikTok. What the heck are they thinking now? Because now there's more cartel videos on all of our instagram on all of our tiktok feeds so now i'm seeing more videos about drugs and like weird suspect videos with people hiding packages or opening shipping containers filled with drug packages and and they're all in spanish and you have no idea what's going on or who's the bad guy who's the good guy but i just think it's weird for children to come across this kind of content i would agree and and it kind of shows people you know we would see this in shows and we would see this out there and we would say oh you know this type of stuff happens but this is almost real time or maybe close to being real time if they decide to post it kind of content showing that these things that we might have seen in only shows are actually happening in real life and knowing that and seeing that firsthand it's it's kind of scary especially for younger kids yeah you know what I was just thinking, like, the the darkness that's shown in media is often, like, just so real. Sometimes we don't experience it firsthand. So, I, I mean, for me, I was like, wow, I had no idea. I mean, I know it's a multi-million, probably billion-dollar business, but I didn't expect to see, like, this kind of weird display of violence because, you know, you see it in a movie and you don't think it's, like, as real as it really is. And... We live in Miami, I'm sure if we were out in open waters, we might even see something like this one day. Not that I hope to see any of this kind of stuff happen. Um, Safety first, everybody. Yes. (laughs) And safety consuming content, be safe. Um, And posting content, actually. Anyways, so that was drug cartel TikTok. Another crazy thing that happened this week, it's actually not crazy. Shawn Mendes came out with a song. He came out with a new album called Wonder. And one of the songs, Monster, has Justin Bieber featured. The song is amazing. We watched the music video. And it, they really convey their emotions really, really, really well. The song was, was written three years ago. And it was kind of about how celebrities are put on a pedestal. But it's really just about the human experience because all... Everybody can experience letting someone down. Like, we've all let somebody down. Our mom, our brother, our boyfriend, whatever. And so, I just thought it was such a beautiful, beautiful song. And I love Justin Bieber on the feature. And, yeah, what are you thinking about the song? I love this song. I was just looking at the lyrics. Um, Starting off, you put me on a pedestal and tell me I'm the best. Raise me up into the sky until I'm short of breath. So just from the very mm-hmm. beginning, those opening lines, they're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They they get directly to the point yeah. of how he's, you know, putting all of these in the opening lyrics. I think it's amazing. It's very artistic. And talking about real subjects, talking about the fact that, you know, not only that being put on a pedestal is 
not good for the person, the viewer, you mm-hmm. know, raising people up. They, they get into that a little later. But also the person who's on the pedestal, he describes it so tactfully by saying, I'm short of breath. Yeah, like suffocating. He's suffocating. So it kind of just brings all of this vulnerability to, into this, this point. And that's the first two lines of the song. Yeah. I think it was wonderfully written. It's poetic. And then when Justin Bieber comes in with with verse two, he's talking about specifically, you can tell this is his story. You know, sometimes yeah. it, they're very obscure with lyrics. Like you don't know what they're talking about. Everyone's trying to pick it apart. But this is just very vulnerable and out there. I was 15 when the world put me on a pedestal. So I think yeah. with this song, they're directly addressing their own stories and mm-hmm. they're not trying to mask it with other things. They're just coming out and saying their statement. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you've seen Justin's YouTube kind of little documentary series, but it's more and more, he reveals more and more about how so much fame affected him at such a young age and how so many people see him in his dark moments. And actually, this week, Justin posted on his Instagram that when you search on Google, the first images that come up of him are actually images from like the darkest period of his life. Like He looks super disheveled. He does not look healthy. And so he's like, I've worked so hard to get healthy to where I am now. And the first images that you see are like the worst season of my life. He's, and he was like, I've contacted people from Google to get these pictures down, but they're still the first images. They're almost haunting. Yeah. And I felt like such a deep like sense of like, wow, like none of us, I mean, I won't experience that. Um, maybe yeah. if I scroll through my camera phone, you know, through my camera roll. Or through my own Instagram. But you would be able to have the access to delete it. So right. you wouldn't experience that feeling of almost helplessness. Of right. something that is so out there that right. they can't take it back. Right. Which is, is, is very difficult. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, the complexities of fame are so, so real and and very dark sometimes. And so what I love about Sean is that I also watched his Zane Lowe interview um, for Apple Music, and just the way that he talks about how he's worked through his emotions and his mental health through this pandemic was so eye-opening, and I I rarely have ever heard anyone so young talk so openly and be so healthy. Like, it's just another, it's like the layer of health that, like, I wish so many people, you know, had you know had in their lives like it's just so real you can tell how fresh and good he's feeling because he's worked through a lot of pain in his life and he said that he was able just to look back at the years of touring and living so fast late living so fast pace that he was able to just like be at home with his girlfriend's family and smell laundry and do laundry and go for a walk and cook a meal and how like the simple pleasures of all of that really were comforting and beautiful to him like never before. That's amazing. And even him talking about that can remind us to find those simple pleasures. We might, from our perspective, it might seem like, oh, fame is all that or that's something that is the life, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really the life is those simple pleasures because even right. people that have it all and people that have all the fame and all the things you see in both of these examples, sometimes they don't even have control of what images of themselves are out there top on the internet. And right. 
they they don't have sometimes that connection with those simple pleasures and this obviously gave him the opportunity to come back to those simple pleasures right so i'm glad that he shared that yeah it was so beautiful and i i was just so in awe of like his maturity and how amazing like he was able to talk about like being part of like writing this song and the process with this song and putting it out the artistry and the and how poetic he really is really comes from a place of like health and you know self-assessment and alignment to truth i i'm like such a fan i was never really a fan of sean mendes till now i just never really knew his story or really much about him but i really love this song and obviously i'm a huge justin fan and i love justin's new season of life which is something you know something you were touching on there is creating out of health something Mm -hmm. as me as a creative i hear a lot and i know in the creative world people have this stigmatization that you have to create out of this place of pain all the time right and that's what's the most hype and even the other day i was you know with some friends and they were mentioning oh so and so's album is no good because she's healed up now and her new stuff is not good and then this other person is healed up and now their new artwork and their new lyrics are not as good and i personally as a creative i feel like the most powerful place you can write from the most powerful place you can create from is a place of health but not discounting the pain that you walk through being able Mm -hmm. to still look at it being able to and that's what they did with this song you know questioning saying things but also knowing that balance and knowing that in the simple pleasures that's where you find kind of like that peace and that solace what he was explaining in his interview yeah totally agree with what you just said i feel like the music industry specifically and also art as in painting and creating artworks there's such a emphasis on toxic living a toxic lifestyle to find inspiration to create more and i think like if you're consuming art and art is a reflection of culture ultimately art has always been a reflection of culture what's going on right now in the world we'll be able to see in people's artworks 20 years from now you know we'll be able to look back and be like wow this is what they created in 2020 this says a lot and so we don't need to glorify toxicity but if we're consuming all of this art whether through music video walking through a museum or a gallery then what are we feeding ourselves if it's all created from like an unhealthy place which is why i love songs and musicians and other creative people that create artworks from a healthy place and a positive place so good thing i wanted to talk about was the first man to ever get a solo cover on vogue magazine american vogue and that is the one and only harry styles and he really shook the whole internet with this cover i mean it is revolutionary he's the first guy on the cover but he was wearing a dress and the shoot consists of a lot of feminine clothes women's wear mainly i think only women's wear i don't know if he wore anything men's except for maybe his shoes but he's in women's clothes he's in skirts dresses some blazers and jackets and it's a very i don't know what i would call it it's very whimsical he's outside he's with a bike almost circusy to me i got very circusy cirque du soleil maybe i'm taking this too far but that's kind of (laughs) what i saw within a 
the fabric of this gown almost is like a parachute to me. So yeah. I don't know why it took me to this very circusy place. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures again. It's it is kind of circusy. I feel like his style though has been super circusy. I mean, he's bouncing on a trampoline. He's blowing up a balloon. He's somewhere maybe in the English countryside. I have no idea. But um, for me, first things first, the fashion is not intriguing to me. If this is trying to sell me women's clothes or inspire me to dress like this, uh, it's not working out because I don't like the way it looks. Those do look like clown shoes in the shoe with the bicycle, actually. But when it comes to clothing, they're not my favorite looks. If it was a woman wearing it, I probably wouldn't love it that much either. But I think there's just so much controversy surrounding it because people, so so funny, people in politics have been like kind of fighting on Instagram about this. Candace Owens, who is a Republican um, voice. Activist. Activist. Yeah. She was like, we need more manly men. And then AOC clapped back and said like I love it the shoot's beautiful you know she just basically retorted on Twitter and I was just like why is everybody talking about this and so then people I know were commenting about it on you know Instagram defending Harry and I was like well first of all this is a shoot by American Vogue like there's a stylist there is you know a bunch of creative many meetings many (laughs) meetings and many creative decisions before Harry even walked onto set you know so it's not like he's like put me in a dress but I think they definitely wanted to push the envelope anyways it's just been so wild the way people are reacting to this shoot what have you been thinking about it yeah from my perspective it's kind of like what was the purpose uh, behind this artistic approach did they were they trying to sell these looks I like you were saying, is it women or the or are they trying to sell these looks to women? Are they trying to create an artistic expression and statement, or are they trying to see how what the reaction is going to be and kind of mm-hmm. create that buzz and controversy? Because right. that all goes into the decision makings, right? And right. so they did achieve a lot of buzz and controversy. I think this right. has been one of the most talked about Vogue covers sure. in. A long time yeah so they achieved that and from my perspective it kind of is you know what were they going for with this and and I would mm, guess that controversy wasn't out of the picture of what they were going for right they kind of probably knew that it was going to create this and create a buzz again and that's especially important for print magazines and these type of things to continue to have surrounding right. their name I know people ran to the store and we're calling Barnes and Nobles asking them if they had the magazine and they're like no we don't have the Harry Styles issue you know but people are buying this magazine and it did create a ton of buzz Harry Styles has one of the hugest followings of any like male singer right now I mean there's Justin there's Shawn Mendes but fashion wise he's become a huge voice because of his partnership with Gucci so he does wear such interesting looks and I think men should push the envelope more in fashion so Harry has kind of turned himself into a little fashion icon which makes sense why he's on the cover of Vogue because he's been pushing the envelope on red carpets and such and on his album covers and in his uh, tour 
outfits. They're all really interesting and costumey, very circusy. I think. There's like the heel on the boot, which men who wear heels on their boots, for me, I think they just needed a couple extra inches. They're trying to reach six feet. Yeah. Every guy's dating <laughs> profile is apparently above six feet until you see them in their boots. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think like this takes away from the masculinity of who he is because like what Candace was saying, like, we need more manly men. I think, I mean, to me, he looks like a guy. I mean, he kind of looks Scottish with this kilt-looking outfit. But that kind of statement can only come from actually knowing the person. He got paid for this shoot. Yeah. And they booked him for this shoot for a lot of different reasons. But, yeah, we can never actually know what his character is like through you know, an interview or through a, a couple pictures in a magazine. Yeah, that's true. And, and ma- that makes a statement towards his character. Yeah. And you don't know if he did this for the money or whatnot, then that's also another statement of his character to say, oh, he just did it for the money. So I think the safest thing is to just kind of, if you want to look at the pictures, look at them, but staying away, staying away from making statements about someone's character, especially if you're right. a, a public, you know, kind of figure, it carries a lot of weight and it, but it adds to the buzz of controversy and you just have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Or getting upset by other people who've made a comment and then you feel as if you have to defend Harry Styles <laughs> is also something that, is it worth it? That you're putting all this emotional energy into defending right. somebody because someone else made a statement about their character that they probably shouldn't have done. Right. But at the end of the day, now you're sitting here defending them and picking yeah. up the cause. All of a sudden, we're involved in so much drama. People are like, are you pro-men in dresses or con-men in dresses? I'm like, huh? I'm so confused. Like, since when is, like... I Since when do people need to take a stance or defend a celebrity? Like, I don't think he's made any comments about it in the public. He's just living his own life. And when he walks down on the street, he's never worn a dress... He's, like, wearing exercise shorts working out in L.A. So, like, it's not like he's, like, only wearing dresses now. Like, we don't have to be so harsh on him. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't need everyone to become a public defense attorney for him. <laughs> Which is so funny. He's got a lot of PR agents on his side. And... Yeah, we're all his best friends just standing up for him. Don't bully Harry Styles. Um, anyways. So, those are the topics for this week. We've got cartel TikTok, which, God bless, I honestly hope I never encounter another cocaine video on my TikTok feed. And we also talked about Monster, which is such a good song, I think. If you haven't heard it, you have to listen to it. This is their first time talking about music, and I'm not a musician. Julie has dabbled, but... um, I definitely think that this song is a, such a great reflection of how far Justin and Shawn Mendes have grown and how how mature you can be in your early 20s, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no limit to anyone's personal growth and healing. And an incredible fashion icon and musical artist and breaking the internet with all of his really, really pushing the button looks. Um, and it'll just be a mystery if he actually chose these looks for himself or if he was styled 
or paid or whatever for this shoot, but we'll just be able to see what he wears next when he's out on the red carpet or walking the streets in LA. It'll just be a mystery for us. And apparently it's not too trending that we are shopping small business. It's reported that Jeff Bezos and the CEO of Walmart have amassed billions of dollars of wealth during the pandemic. And Julie and I are such supporters of small business. So if you are listening to this and you haven't shopped small this holiday season, we highly recommend it. I feel like so strongly about this because I have bought into the Amazon fast fashion hype, the Walmart convenience hype, but really um, gifts are meant to be heartfelt and meaningful. And so we don't need to buy things that are just made in China or it's important this year to support our local economy and our local artists and creators. So shop small. Yes. And this is a great time to launch this because it's small business Saturday, small business Saturday, this Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. So don't shop on Friday and don't go to any (laughs) big box stores, but shop small on small business Saturday And we will see you next week with more trending topics. This has been Apparently It's Trending. Bye-bye.